West West Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 203 of the Back of the 135 podcast. Proudly amongst other podcasts in the mighty West West Network. Please check out our website, www.westwestnet.com for all our write-ups on sports, movie reviews, and sales advice from our regular contributors. Uh, the West West Network dropped a few pods this week. We had empty out the clip. With special guest, the real BDFS, who jumped on for a jam. The main topics on the, on that podcast were the Lauren Dickerson trial, the Kitty Allen resignation from Parliament, and some New Zealand Warriors talk in there as well, along with some Peter's Low Cup talk. Also dropped this week is the Afakasi Scoop podcast and the ladies T, Rhea and Sin. They get together and talk about the Inky Pinky Ponky movie that's on YouTube and also on TVNZ Plus. So go check that out. Um, and our rugby podcast, The Counter Ruck, dropped an episode this week with Stace and Joey. They discuss reasons why the Auckland Rugby Union selection process is a detriment to Auckland Club Rugby. Um, and amongst other stuff, the British Low Cup, the Pacific Cup, um, Samoa versus. Fiji. So yeah, some great discussions coming up this week from the Whispers Network. And you guys can tune into all our pods on Spotify, YouTube, and everywhere else you get your podcast. Alright, my guest today. He is a man of the biggest heart for his family and for his community. He is an officer in the New Zealand Police Force, and he's also a coach at his gym in West City Henderson called Rampage. In this episode, we get to see how Rampage came about, and it's an amazing story, guys. It's a story on how good things come to those who allow opportunities to happen, and it happened to this guy. So, please welcome the Kazi, Charles Schuster. Then I did have less, and I thought yeah. we're still gonna stories in there. Pacifica perspective, yeah, who would be great in that. And like, just knew straight away, I say, like, Oh, yeah, I either gotta go after a few other names, yeah, but you were always on that list. It was like, mm. it was just a matter of <laughs> when was the right time, you know, yeah, yeah, so when it came in God's time, yeah, yeah bro, exactly, like anything, yeah. Huh? I just thought, man, yeah, but uh, it's just unreal, bro. To me, it's like unreal, and because I'm always learning something new hey. with all the guests. Uh, uh. And just, yeah, just, just, yeah, blessed, man, to just be able to sit next to the horse and just mm. hear everyone's take on what's what, you know, and what's what's life. And mm. But I appreciate you making the time for us also. 
No. It's a privilege to have you, you know. Right. <laughs> Honestly, I'm blessed to. Uh, <laughs> and like it says, I'm a rook to to these things. I don't. To be honest, I don't do a lot of uh, uh, public speaking or things of that nature, which is quite ironic. <laughs> but you know, um, I just felt in my heart, bro. Uh, when you reached out to me, I just felt in my heart, bro. Yeah, the also, I mean, he's he's always given time, time to us. You know, I know that you've always given time to us as well, eh, bro. Oh, so, bro, yeah, most of, you know, for me to come here, bro, you know, it's um, I always preach it, brother, that the the most precious thing, the most expensive thing that you could ever give someone is your time, my bro. That's something that you'll never ever get back. And, uh, you know, it's something that range true, you know, uh, to what I do in life as well, uh, bro. Giving of one's time, uh, you'll never get that time back. Uh. It's mm. as simple as that, I uh, can. Mm. Mm. Now, you're right. You're, right. you're absolutely right, Charles, because, you know, like, we're not getting younger, man. Mm. You know? <laughs> this, this stage of our, our lives, you know, especially, mm. you know, it's, it's trying to get back all that time because especially if if you're, if you're like me like we work, work nine to five every day mm. have been working nine to five since i was like finished finished school like you know like 22 21 f- f- finishing university like that's a good 20 years of nine to five you know mm. and and then you know i think i think when when you have family start having family kids start growing up and mm. that and then you just think oh you know you just need that little, little more, bit more time eh? like mm. you know mm. But where where have we learnt that from, bro? bro? You know, if if I was to to cast my mind back as well, and I think of my own parents, you know, my mum and dad, they worked those hard hours, eh, bro? But never once mm. complained, ah. Uh, you know, our our, our amazing parents, uh, the love that they have for us. You know, my dad working night shift, uh, my mum getting up in the morning, and surveying all the way from Henderson Valley Road up to Swanson to work for Caxton, to work a 12-hour shift, you know what I mean? Uh, then my dad coming home after night shift and looking after us and surveying us to school. Dad coming home, and then, uh, you know, he'd get up at Habastu and come and collect us from school, walk mm. up and get us, not in the car. Mm. You know, <laughs> mm. So, you know, those, those are things that, and you know, I feel when you when you talk like that, bro, I know that that's come from somewhere, and I know we've we've mirrored that. It's it's not something that's just put in the. It's something. Where have I learned that from? My parents taught me those amazing values. Mm. No. Yeah. But also, does that ref- to me that reflects the the changes of the times too? Yes. Because back in those days, you know, it's, it's you know, you're right. Our parents did mm. work those nine to five jobs, and you know, it's because uh, they came from the islands. You know, mm. and they were mm. here to find a better future for their kids, mm. like us. Like mm. we sort of. I was born here, you know, and um, just born into it kind of thing. Like, you know, we're not born in islands and that, but go there for holidays and that. But we, we never, we'll never truly know, or for me anyway, we'll ne- I'll never truly know the life that my parents lived when when, when they were my age, when mm. I was like 12 years old or 15 or something, go to school over there, you know. Mm. So, but then I think you're right. We we get, we, we sort of see what our parents, um, our, we see their hard work oh, mm. and we do that. But then when I say times are changing, I, I'm talking about like internet and oh. social media and what and then what our own kids are doing. Mm. You know, mm. they talk about kids being not resilient these days, like mm. always changing their minds, doing other things. Mm. Like you know, and then it's like there's more options now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like now there's more stuff in their face and social media, 
what's on TV, what's on their phones. And it's, it's like you don't have to go to school anymore to, mm. to be something. You know, there's more things out there, more opportunities that we probably didn't get when we were young. You know, when we were young, it's only one pathway. Sort of one pathway, you go to school, go to university, get a good job and, and, and do that. Or finish school, be a be be good at the trade, you know, stuff like that. But now there's, there's a lot of things now. And I mm. think people can pick and choose now. Mm. Or if they try to figure it out. Mm. We never had that when we were young or when mm. I was young. You mm. know? Like growing up when I was young in the 90s. High school in the 90s and that finishing school and then you know just i think the internet was 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 just starting out mm. and that kind of stuff but uh life was simple yeah it feels simple, was simple life was simple then yeah yeah i mean the development of the internet obviously you know back in those days yeah there wasn't that much temptation i feel you're absolutely right bro but else there's with today, yeah, with the stuff they were seeing on social media and that, eh? you know, and it influences our kids, eh, in a major way, you know, and it can be a negative or a positive effect on our kids as well, eh, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, pending upon the track that they choose to go down. Mm. But even so, I think it's pretty harder for us because we, we grew up in, in both worlds. Mm. We grew up before the internet. And then now we're growing up into the internet. We're sort of trying to figure it out as we go along. But our kids, they're born into it, so they don't have to figure it out because it's already there all the time, you know. They, they know what it's like to have no internet. You know, when, when there's a power cut and the Wi-Fi goes out, that's the first complaint in the household. Eh? Like, I can't, can't use my phone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Back in our day, my day, phone was just for mm. ringing up someone, that's it. Yeah. No, I love that. <laughs> So where did you where did you grow up? Like grew up out west? I I did grow up out west, brother. I'm uh, I'm a Henderson boy, born and bred, bro. So uh, yeah, grew up. You know, schooled at the uh, uh, local schools as well at um, Henderson South, Bruce Mack, and uh, Henderson High School. Yeah, so <laughs> definitely a West Auckland boy, brother. Mm. And you play any local sport out west? Yeah, bro, yeah. I played a, um, as you do, you know, um, play a bit of rugby. So I played a bit of rugby. I um, played at school there and got picked up by uh, North Harbour and drafted across there and played a couple of seasons for Harbour, in and out of the Harbour A's and B's, and then got asked to come back to Auckland. So I came back to Auckland and, yeah, played a bit of rep rugby out in, in Auckland as well. Mm. Mm. So. <laughs> the Hens and I have a first 15 back then? Did they? Hens and I had a first 15? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they don't have one anymore, eh? No, which is so unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, back in the day, um, yeah, the rugby was, was pretty scorn, uh, strong. Sorry, I mean, um, that was probably the first time. This <laughs> was looking at me funny. That was probably the first time that Henderson High School have ever beaten Custom Boys. We, we beat them uh, back then 3-0. Uh, through now, so it was a sort of a historic moment for us. But yeah, I was a little bit horrified to to find out that they uh, no longer have a um, uh, rugby uh, yeah. game. So I think they've got league or or other things. But yeah, the, you know the rugby's a wee bit. Yeah, it is sad because you know that's school. Everyone knows that that Michael Jones came from. You know, and yeah. so not 
for someone like that to have not have a go back and go to school and there's no rugby crystal thing there, mm. it's like oh that's that's a bit sad. Because mm. <laughs> so I've only heard that story through through reading Fred on the old boys forum. But what year was that? Um, so I think that would have been eighty eighty nine. Eighty nine mm. we beat uh, Kelston three 0 in that team, can I ask? And I, and I apologize if I if I'm reaching like with the ages. But the Dan Lafayette play in that team? No, he's, a, he's he'd probably be about three years older than me. Oh, okay. Dan. So I think Dan Dan played with Michael. Oh, so that, that's, that's the, the era. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's it. Dan exactly, Brian's, bro. Okay, so yeah. that's the era. Oh, yeah. So these were a few years after that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. So um, oh. he was in uh, Ingalangi Clark. Yeah, Ronnie's, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ronnie's like, yeah, we were a bunch of sort of no names back then, to be honest. Uh, yeah, so Danny, real star, so to speak, that we had in our team was, oh. uh, yeah, Ingalangi Clark. Wow, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, good old days. Because I think there's an old boy that, on our forum um goes by the last name McGrill and he came back to teach. Oh, yeah. And they started the thread. So when I was reading that and then someone posted the photo of, of that first thing, mm. I was like, oh, that's Michael Jones and that. But then, yeah, they said it wasn't that team, it was a few years later. That's correct. Yeah, oh. so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> but then knowing all the guys that coach club football from um, lowly Michael Jones's era, yes. and there's a few of them because one of them ended up coming to Carson to teach. Uh, who was that, if you don't Dan. mind? Dan. Yeah, yeah so Dan came, came, in, came yeah. That's right. He taught. He trained me, but we had Sam Tutipo on talking about coaches. Yes. And then, yeah, Dan was one of the coaches that coached wow. his, first, his second 15 team that he said, because we asked the question, like, um, if you can name a team that you were proud to be a part of, mm. and what are they gain? And he said, oh, being coached under Dan and Nigel Hovum, he coaches the Hamilton boys, first of thing. So mm. being coached under them and that team that we had that year. Wow. Which speaks volume of that first of thing. The few years, yeah, 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 was there. yeah. I think, uh, yeah, Dan was in the same era as Michael, and uh, who else would have been in there? I think a guy named um, oh, Snake, and a lot of them were the White and Metal Boys. Oh, to be honest, say eventually a lot of them just eventually and followed Michael and went up to um, play for uh, White Meta. Yeah, so yeah. you didn't go to White, you ended up at uh, Tiaratu. Yeah, yeah. So myself, I was up there with Trevor Liotta, <laughs> Case Muse, and uh, yeah, uh, a few guys like that. So yeah, it was it was ironic how, yeah, just sort of split, and you know, we just went up there and followed uh, Derek Jones, because Michael's brother was uh, coaching us at that oh. time. <laughs> That's amazing. And had they changed club names by that time? Um, no. I, still... uh, yeah, I think they, they had the name change. Or... Like early 90s or late 90s? Late 90s, uh, yeah, late 90s. They changed it over to Waitakere and, yeah, I think uh, they've gone on from there. But they had some amazing players mm. up there. They had uh, Filippo Saina, To'o Vainga, yeah, playing for them, Selao Lianga. So, um, yeah, they had some... Uh, Leo Lafayette was coming through the ranks uh, back then of the El Kalapu. So, yeah, they had a few handy boys. And uh, Craig McGrath was up there too, old ice, before he went and George, mm. George Hara. Mm. <laughs> yeah, until they, they eventually, you know, um, I think Ice eventually went back to Waitamata to play back there. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, the good old days, eh? Honestly, the good old days, eh? I, I, that's... Yeah, some of my best rugby memories, to be honest, you know, mm. at school, and it's something that I'll value for the rest of my life, eh? Mm. Mm. 
So, you know, when you're playing for school, like, what was that? Do you remember, what what are some of your memories back then, like, playing in, in the comp? Yeah, I, th- I think we, we played a lot of, because um, it was ironic, as, as soon as we beat <laughs> Custom Boys, um, what is it? We were the curtain raiser at um, the All Blacks France game, two weeks later, playing against uh, Auckland Grandma. Mm. We got cupping. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Who does that, eh? Yeah, we got cupping at about 50 or 60 points oh, to sure. free. <laughs> but that's you, that's cool, you sharing that story about the first 15 Hennessy Lion Carson, because Carson this year lost to Liston, and they hadn't been done for 38 years or something like that. Wow. 39 years. I saw that, huh? Yeah, wow. yeah, times have changed, eh? So was it? So was it a? Was it a? Oh, that's an international fixture. Eh? Yeah, it was an international fixture. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out, bro. This is well they didn't televise those cut longers back in those days. <laughs> but no, it was it was a great experience, you know. Uh, you know, just a bunch of West Auckland boys, you know, and to play on the big stage, mm. you know, and seeing guys like Buck Shelford walk in front of you, you know, coming out to the field, eh? You know, it's just something that, mm. yeah, you just never forget, eh? What position were you playing? So back then, I used to, I could play second five centre and first five and fullback. Mm. So yeah, I played fullback on that day. Yeah, a lot lighter back in those days, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Still lucky, keep yourself in good nick, man. Oh, I'm trying to, my friend, trying mm. to. <laughs> yeah, man, I couldn't. It's, it's funny because on on the podcast we've been always talking about how how much of a decline rugby has been, you mm. know, in, in New Zealand. Like even with Super Rugby, like I don't think it's that exciting as it was before. Like well, I think it all started when South Africa left. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I'll tune in to watch the, the NRL, you know, because yeah. it's more exciting. But that's a shame because I love the game, eh? I'm, I'm, I'm a rugby union guy first, but, mm. but I don't know, like, I've just been, you know, this is the first year I've watched more NRL games than, than some rugby games, you know. And being a big Auckland Blues fan, you know, those are the only game games I've, I've seen, you know. But I don't know about... Now after that final, um, I mean that semi-final, the final of last year, and now the semi is like, oh fuck, that was that was hard to watch, man. <laughs> <laughs> Up the walls, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, eh? Like, yeah, I think up the walls, you're right because you know when when I, when I see those fans, mm. the Warriors fans, they're, they're different, eh? Yeah, that's a different kind of different kind of thing when you when you see them, eh? And I think it speaks to how much, again, how much the decline the game of rugby union has been, you know, especially with the fans. Yeah, especially with the, I think, the grassroots stuff, uh, Leti, the yeah, grassroots stuff, you know, I cast my mind back, uh, uh, you know, to when we were playing. Right, they, without a word of a lie, you know, the um, there'd be just millions of guys wanting to play football and playing club mm-hmm. and that, you know, uh, you'd go to, to senior games and the sidelines are just absolutely packed, mm. you know what I mean? So, and then to hear now that a lot of our um, grassroots clubs now uh, um, have suffered or merged mm. because of numbers and that, and and it just goes to show where it all starts from that grassroots stuff, yeah. you know. And ever since that, once that 
it's no longer uh, uh, strong, you know, that just filters through, mm. you know, to, to, to our top end stuff, eh? You know, well, we, we probably, uh, no, hey, this is just my own opinion. We wrap up too many of our young fellas in cotton wool and put them into these high-performance uh, uh, squads and things like that or, 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 or jack them up to, to, to play, you know, hey, in the super team, but they have never cut their teeth properly in yeah. these lower grades. Mm. You know, and that's where you get the benefit. And and look at our poor grassroots stuff, just mm. suffering in such a horrendous way. Yeah, you know, failing to you know they're struggling to get numbers. You know, uh, our clubs, um, our club, poor old Waitakere, I've heard that um, um, they've defaulted on a couple of games, and that's their top side. Unheard of. Oh, damn, yeah. yeah, just unheard of. Eh? And saddens me a wee bit, eh? Yeah, mm. I mean, because. I've always said the bulk of the talent rugby-wise is always out here. I think um, if you take Manukau as an example, it's taken like a few Westies and Central guys to go out there, put their hand in the mix of like coaching and being able to draw a few players, but keep them out tough. You know, because they will always have opportunities to go start somewhere like Eden or possibly at Grammar Tech. But look what it's done for the game. It's actually put another team to try and knock pennies off the top you know and it's a good thing it's like you look at the top of the table now it's, it's Manukau's at the top you know whereas Wada looks flash at the beginning mm. but then when people don't get their way they start spit the mm. dummy and oh, mm. they stop showing up to training yeah mm. you know and the game suffers like that as well and like yeah you're right those home fixtures all those junior teams they want to see the top side play so they'll come down with their families support because eh, they want to be hard oh, I want to be I want to have that jersey later on but if you don't have a team to look up to, well, these juniors are just, yeah, you just got an empty club room well, on the weekend. Who's looking is. after those lower teams, you know? Yeah. They don't even speak of the, the Tipapa Mount Wellingtons anymore. Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah. So what, are we just brushing them aside and just concentrating on the, yeah. you know, the, our top fours, our top eights? It, yeah. it should never be wrong, like eh? that. Yeah, it's, it's it's really wrong. You know, it's, it's the same in teaching. It's the same in life in general, eh? Yeah. Is that how we operate? We just look after that, you know. When our parents get older, we just brush them aside. Yeah. <laughs> it never works like that, eh? No. Mm. Yeah. But I agree with you with that, eh? If it's, yeah, because I've always said it on Empty Out the Club. It's like if it's, if it's mm. weak at grassroots and mm. where the schools can't filter that into the club, it's never going to. Mm. And look at the game now, it's suffering, you know, it's already mm. showing. There's more attraction into getting paid for it ever in league. Well, so the talent disappears. Or I think league doesn't muck around too many too yeah. much with their rules. Hmm. You know what I mean? As we've complicated things, we've complicated things at the breakdown. You yeah. know what I mean? You know we're trying to define a tackle and and things like that. Mm. You know the collision is the collision, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, I mean? from the shoulders, eh? Was it yeah. turn him down now? Yeah, it's a it's a hard game to imagine yeah. eh? without the you know, mm. and like yeah, just to hear. Older guys, like I heard Ruben Wiki talk about changing his technical technique after what he got to the age of 30. Mm. He always had a swinging arm. Mm. Yeah, he adapted to it. Mm. Yeah, we got paid professionals who still don't know how to tackle around the legs. Still can't tackle, you know, and they're trying to learn. I was like, mate, you get paid to do that. It shouldn't be as hard as what you, you know. The rules never change, but the, the, was it, the bread and butter of the game hasn't changed at all, you know, about tackle tech. You should see that through the rugby as well, eh? You know, I was horrified. I, I think I went and watched the, 
<laughs> I went and watched a um, a topside game. I forgot what the clubs were, and uh, mate, I thought I was watching under sixteens or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Just basic Touch. skills, eh? Yeah. Just the basic skills for England. Uh, they can't even comprehend that. They're too quick to go to the, you know what I mean? Go to the fancy and that. And it, at the end of the day, it is just basics. Yeah. You know, put that ball in front of our forwards. You know, plod the corners. You know, when was the last time you saw a clean break? Like the old days. Oh, yeah. You know, the Christian Cullen era. Oh, when was the last time we saw mm. clean breaks? We were just, you know, and I, I don't know. That's probably just me getting old as well. Mm. You know, just we're just smashing it up, smashing it up, smashing it up, doing the pods and that, eh? The old days, eh? We used to put it through the hands. Yeah. It used to be that clean break, you know? So, I don't know. Mm. Sounds like the op- there's, there's less opportunities now for kids to play to play uh, rugby. Now, if the problem is the grassroots, then so. then I think that the school should take away the rule where you can go play for club in the age group. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, so when you're intermediate age, then there's no more club for your age, high school, junior, high school age. Yeah. Third, yeah, to what I understand now, I think yeah. when the third, third form, form, ah, third form, form, that's it. There's no... Yeah, yeah, they keep it all of that and then they reintroduce the under-19s or under-20s. Mm. Well, they pull the um, open age restricted and that's the hard part, eh? Because yeah. I think it's, if you go from third grade to, or is it fourth grade to third grade mm. to 85s because that's only oh, like five yeah. kilos. Yeah. But man, you can go from playing like uh, 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds, you know, based yeah. on your weight. Yeah. You're playing full-on men yeah. who can make the weight. It's like, man, that's tough. Mm. And like, not that's not for everyone, you know. But I'm saying, if you're going to if you're going to a, a bo- an all boys school, right, and you're wanting to play rugby, you know what I mean. You can only fit 22 guys into a team. <laughs> mm. I'm saying, what happens to the rest of them? Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah, only 22 guys can play second 15 and first 15. So what happens to the rest of them? Yeah. Do they sit around and valu valu there? Yeah, pretty much, eh? Muli, and, and, muli for and, their... Then they're going to lose interest. They lose interest, exactly mm. that. They lose interest. Because they can't go, can't go yeah. They can't go back and play for club. Yeah, yeah. so why can't we cater to mm. that? Why can't we look at something? Why can't we speak to the clubs? I mean, you know, if we're wanting to hold on to boys and that and, and girls, mm. you know, uh, with the football, you know, we have to try and... Find something to implement, mm. you know what I mean? That that can attract them and keep them in the game. Be it rugby or league, mm. you know what I mean? But only 22 guys can take the field. Yeah. I know why, though. Cause these schools don't want the kids to leave. <laughs> exactly. You know? They want, but I, I, was, I was listening to the radio the other day, and they were talking about the same thing. And and someone, he, he called in and was talking about how, you know, when you have kids, like they grow up and they want to play rugby, so they play for a club until they're third form. But they all go to different schools. So they're not playing with their, their mates anymore. So you, you have to start new relationships, new team. And then, you know, that relationship with your old team when you were younger is, is lost. Mm. Unless mm. they all go to the same school. But you know, they yeah. probably won't. But, you know. But it's yeah. that whole thing about growing up with your teammates. And mm. Yeah, so. Well. Like that, but, you know, you can if you want. But that's another option. But that option's just gone now. Yeah. You know. It is. Eh? You know, and, and and I understand I understand the terminology that, you know, um, it is professional. I definitely understand that. And I definitely understand that they only focus on a certain tier, a certain calibre. I understand that. But, you know, I'd much rather have a... a, a uh, team full of guys that are willing to give it a go than a team of uh, talented mm. guys that are individuals 
doesn't interest me, eh? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Doesn't interest oh, yeah, me. Yeah, that makes sense too, because then there's an incentive for someone to to go on his own to try and make mm. it, eh? Mm. Yeah, and and it's always the case, eh? You know, mm. um, you know, uh, our high end, and I'm, you might be speaking out of tune, but yeah, you always get the superstar that hey, I don't train Tuesdays, <laughs> but I'm sick for selection. Everyone knows one of those rules. Yeah. <laughs> Just ask Javier's mate and he got injured on the game. Okay. I'm not good to train Tuesdays and do the 800 metres, but Thursdays, I'll be there for selection. All right, boys? All right, guys? For the captain's run, right? Yeah, I'll be there for the captain's run. All right, guys? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can hear, I can hear, I, I've heard all the media already talk about this, how how the sport needs to have, have a rev up base of some sort. Mm. You know, and I always think, man, it's got to go back to the NZR. They're the ones that they govern the sport in this country, but nice. you know they're the ones that like hold 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 it back, sport mm. back. You know, I know mm. what they, I know their their thing is the All Blacks. They gotta protect mm. the brand, All Black brand, but they're doing it in a way where it's putting the rest of the country down in terms of like the sports teams in there. You know, if if everything goes, if all road, roads lead to the All Blacks, mm. you know, everyone else at the start of the road is suffering. You know, because there's nothing coming back. You know, well, see it back. You know, and and you're right. Same as there's only 22 players mm. or 22, 44 players in those two teams at the high school. There's mm. only 22 players in the, in the All Blacks. Yeah. You know? exactly. And what happens to the rest? Yeah. Why they go overseas because there's more money to be made overseas. Yeah, and I understand that. But in terms in terms of saying that, they have opportunity. So if I don't make the cut for the ABs, you know, they'll end, they'll end up making the big dollars anyway, mm. going yeah. to Japan and the likes of that. But the young kids that are at school that don't make the cut, they don't have that opportunity, mm. if you yeah. know what I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so it is an opportunity, of, I don't know, for the schools to look at that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because mm. like I said, you can see it in grassroots rugby as well. Um, you'll be lucky if you see 20 or 30 people at the Kalunga saying, Mm. You know what I mean? Unless they're top four, you know, you know the your likes of um, you know Watermera and 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 so forth, eh? and ponies, and you know they'll always have uh, have the crowds here. But go along to a, a just a normal fixture, and you'll see it. It's it's sad. Yeah, mm. Mm. it is. Yeah, it's so sad, eh? Because I think I don't think you can rely on just the. The name won't matter, or the jersey, or the history anymore. Mm. You gotta do something else now. We're past the point of, you know what I mean? We're past the point of just doing it because that's the club we identify with growing up. You yeah. know, it's the history of it. Mm. I think it, it, it's like because it's not in front of our faces. You know, mm. there's no marketing, yeah. or the the there's nothing to say that that's our club. Or we should support it. Mm. You know, all I know about won't matter is that, yeah, it's in the hood. Mm. And you know, all, all my mates went there. You know, to play, and that, that, and that's it. But there's nothing else. You know, there's, there's nothing else. And I think, I think, I don't know, if, like, because when I think of Australia, how the NRL works. You know, NRL is just a company that that um, looks after the com- competition, but the clubs look after their own selves. Mm. Oh, the the clubs are sort of privatized. You know they're they're members of the NRL, but they're not. The NRL doesn't have any say. Mm. What they do, it's up to them. So they've got incentive to to bring up bring up the culture and 
in the town that they rep- represent. And it's the resources, eh? You know what I mean? And I understand that. You know, not all clubs have certain resources as well. Yeah. And that's stuff that we need to factor in as well, you know, for the likes of these lower clubs and things like that. You know, they're not going to have a certain amount of coaches, you know, uh, that are committed to coaching all the time. Um, so, you know, that in the mix plays a big part. Uh it's the same with, uh, uh, in general, any general sport as well, eh? you know, from netball to whatever. You know what I mean? If, if, if we haven't got the volunteers and the coaches and that, you know, unfortunately the, the kids just end up suffering, eh? Mm. Mm, just sad. I think it has a lot to do with the times that we live in too. I mean, because it's a lot more expensive to live now. And like, you know, mind you, our parents, like there's too many things going on and... You know, we get too fixated on, like, you know, just trying to get by that that suffers, you know, that the, mm. we can't just put all the energy. I mean, a lot of people can't put the energy into being there for the kids' sport. Well said. That's reality, you know. Mm. Well said. Well said, Lieutenant. And, yeah. It's sad because we grew up in a time where a lot of things were simpler. There mm. wasn't an internet. Um, just to hear it on radio was a big thing, you know, and now we're just seeing it it's it's everywhere it's on all your socials it's on your tvs it's in ads and without knowing that time has traveled so fast yet our minds are slowly adjusting to it but that's something that we're blessed with because it's a memory now you know when it's just said that maybe what worked back then is not necessarily working now the, the model will be a perfect you know fit but mm. you know this is the times eh? the times we're in yeah well. man i was just thinking about back in the days when I remember before Sky TV, you know, everything was on TV One. Oh, the, the one with the sport, you know, you watch All Blacks games on there. That was when the, no, before the remote, you mean? Is that when the TV used to appear at 11, 11 o'clock at night or so? Yeah, good night. <laughs> the Kiwi was going to Moy. Yeah, good old days, eh? Yeah, but I, I understand the change as well, eh? And, and, and uh, you know, and I see it every day uh, at work as well. You know, uh, I've been now 20 years, 20 years in the police, and I, and I see that every day as well. Um, times are so hard, mm. you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, a lot of parents in that are struggling out there. Um, a lot of our kids in that are suffering because of that as well. Uh, but I feel that we've got some, some amazing agencies and, and amazing people out there. Uh, uh, that are willing to put their hand up and help, you know, and and you know it's it's like anything. It's about our, it's about people asking for the help as well. Yeah. Sometimes you know, it, it, sometimes they they fuck a ma, you know, as well to ask for that help. Um, there's nothing wrong for asking for help, my friend. Um, you know, we know all about that, our lads. You know, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Uh, so, you know, whoever is out there and, you know, you're listening to us free palafus, um, <laughs> you know, I really do encourage you, you know, if you are struggling, um, especially men, you know, I do a lot of mahi um, around mental health and that and, and you know, um, um, with men around our age, you know, um, you know, I really do encourage you to, you know, to ask for that help. You know, just 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 reach out, you know, and, and and ask your mate, you know, be genuine when you ask someone, how are they? Yeah. How are you? And fuckly, and then you, yeah. it hasn't really compute. Just sit there, let how are you? So, mm. You know, and then ask questions around that. That's, I think, 
we're, we're, we're big on that, you know, not, not following up and asking genuine mm. questions, you know. You know, I'm asking you, you say, yeah, but, oh, suddenly what can I do? Yeah. What can I do? It's as simple as that. You know, I, I share a story. Um, sorry to ramble on here. I share a story and it's something that sits, sits in my heart about my, my dad. So every Sunday, uh, once we finish church, I always used to see my dad when we finish our kongai. I used to see my dad. He's a valley next door and he'll go to one house and then he'll come back and then he'll also over the fence to another family in the front there. And I always, always wonder what my, my dad was doing. So anyway, uh, one day I asked my mum, I said, oh, what's dad doing? You know, Molokakutuna. So what my dad does is my dad, my dad gathers that up, he splits it into two, and he goes over to this family, this Nguyen family in the front that he knew struggled every time, and he'd take whatever meai we had there, then he'd go over to the next family, there's another Samoan family in the front there. We didn't have much, you know, but my dad was a big believer. Even if we had one piece of bread, say aku falawanga, you know, so, you know, those, those sort of memories... Um, so deep in, in my heart as well. My dad is a he's a bloke of few words, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> but I we all know in our hearts eh, that our parents love us dearly. Yeah. They don't say it, but you know my heart. You know my my dad, eighty one years old now, loves us with all his heart. Eh? So those are the memories. You mm. know, growing up our West School uh, Auckland. You know that. Yeah, but those yeah. actions would would they reflect the news like yeah. just in your time. And just watch you give back to the community, though. Yeah, you know. Thank you, bro. And I feel like having you on and the timing around it is because you are eight years now. You are yeah. eight years in the car park mm. doing what you are doing. Mm. Thank you, bro. And Cam said to me, "You get four pod- podcasts on, but you're in it for the long run." And and it's been shown when people come in and talk about businesses. Yeah. When you get past the third year, you're pretty much an established business. Mm. Mm. So you sharing that, bro. That's rich because now you've you are walking proof of your going and your parents. Yeah, thank you. Because mama. people that give their time, and I know you know the value of time. Because mm. watching your trips, and I always say the same thing. I don't follow many people on socials, but the ones who inspire me to, you know, want to do things. That what, then, like what you've done, like in your trip, because mm. I know you work hard. But like we always try and talk about the balance, eh? the balance of trying to provide their time for you know the ones who need it, and then the ones who. You know, my okay, I spent a lot of time with these mm. guys. But can you share like how you divvy up your time? Because but you're a busy person. <laughs> like sometimes I go, does this guy sleep? This, guy, <laughs> this guy's still commenting on stuff sharing reels at like eleven in the morning, eleven at night. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Hey, like I says, um I give glory to God. Um, like I says in, in everything I do, um I I, I truly honour him. Um Nothing is is possible without him, and, and I see it in my walk as well. You know, from when I first, even when I first joined the police, you know, uh, way back then, you know, um, God has always been with me. You know, and and you know, even now, I I I talk about time as well. You know, um, for those that know, yeah, I do run a uh, community gym down in Henderson called uh, Rampage Community Hub. So we've been going for a number of years. Uh, the testimony behind it was, um, 
we used to do a bit of boxing back in uh, West West Wave Pool. <laughs> so we <laughs> so we used to do. So what's happened there is that they've got a gym that never gets used. So um, and there was about eight of us there, and then I first lead to the Palangi guy. Said, "Hey, no one uses the thing. Can I use it?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Help yourself, you and your mates." So anyway, we started boxing. We uh, we started doing boxing on Tuesday and Thursday. Um, little uh, that I knew that they also ran a boxing class upstairs oh, on yeah. the Tuesday and Thursday <laughs> at the same time as when I was doing it. And, and what happened is that, uh, yeah, short story is that they used to come to our boxing. <laughs> they used to, yeah. So the guy put his head around the corner one day and saw there was about 40 of us doing boxing downstairs. And then, uh, um, just using the gym, eh? we were just using the members gym. of the gym, just yeah, using yeah. the gym. And people, you know, I'm one of those guys that never say no. So, yeah, people, yeah. people walking past and seeing us doing the boxing every Tuesday and Thursday, and they say, Hey, can we come? And I, said, and I just thought, because they're members of the gym, I said, Yeah, come, come down and join us. <laughs> and then, little did I know that the class upstairs, there was only about two people showing up to the class upstairs because <laughs> they were all coming down to to this guy who's got no certificate in boxing. <laughs> but that just happened organically. It just, yeah. It's just, you know, yeah. just something you guys were just yeah. doing and then yeah. it turned out to be, well, how well, many people down there? 40 people? Yeah, ironically, yeah. Um, then the, I won't say his name, <laughs> then the Palangi guy came to me one day and said, hey, um, you guys can't use the gym anymore. <laughs> I says, oh, what's that? What's that? And then uh, the man goes, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the manager said, yeah, we've we, we got stuff that we're going to try and do in there. But, you know, hey, what it is is that obviously we were doing this down there and they didn't like it, so they kicked us out. And then um, as I was driving home, I said, Lord, uh, where can we do the boxing now? <laughs> Lord. Mm. So as I was driving home one morning, it was still uh, it was Bungisa a wee bit there. I looked over to the right hand side as I was going past the uh, West City Mall, and the Mallies were on in the Kapaka. <laughs> so I rang up, I rang up uh, my mates in there. Tell you, come down here on Thursday and we'll um, do boxing here because the lights are on. So we we went down there, started doing our boxing, and then the manager of the um, of the mall came out one morning at five twenty, and then. Uh, he says, what are you guys up to? And I goes, hey, buddy, yeah, we're just eight um, overweight islanders trying to get fit. And he goes, oh, man, yeah, good on you. Mm. So from there, he said, yeah, yes, can we help out in any way? And I says, no, no, are we all right to use this, please? And he goes, yeah, yeah. So from there, from there, we were able to use it. And then from there, it grew. Mm. As word of mouth got out, it, it you know, grew from eight um, and went up to um so I think it was about 60 or whatever it is, or 70 folks in the kapaka. Um, let's even know. And then from there, the mall came up to me and goes, hey, um, we want to, how do you bring your stuff down? Because me and my poor wife used to get up at about half past four, put the gear in two separate cars, and then drive down to the, oh. <laughs> to the mall. And then, you know, so he said, hey, I want to provide you guys with a storage. So he provided us with a storage, which is probably four times the size of this place here, for free. And well, who was that guy? Was he a security or something? Oh, no, his, he was the centre manager. Oh. 
Yeah, centre manager. So he start work. It must be really Yeah, yeah, he comes in early, but oh, the yeah. security are there 24 hours. Right. And he goes, oh, Charles, hey, also, um, for the guys out here, um, we want to open up our shower facilities. If anyone wants to have a shower or anything like that, they can use our, our shower facilities and that. And they sort of stuff, you know, I was, I was blown away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Off the back, he didn't need to do this. You know, he just said, hey, use this. He saw the value in it, you know, he saw the value in seeing the community at his front door, 70 people <laughs> just coming <laughs> to Kōlingi, and um, yeah, from there, it just grew, um, he had a crew come down uh, from Australia, uh, yeah, to do a little documentary on us, and from there, they put that together, and that was pitched to all the uh, Westfield uh, centres over in Australia, so it just grew off the back of that, and this must be a while ago, huh? Cause, yes. Because they're not Westfield anymore. No, that's what I so mean. It was, West during West, it was during Westfield time. That's yeah. it. It was during the Westfield time. So, yeah, Darren was the centre manager there. Uh, he's moved to Newmarket, so we still oh, touch base with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just amazing. But, hey, listen, in, in all honesty, that was all God. It really was, you know, um, I truly believe it's, it's about timing up. Huh? And it's about listening, you know, listening to him upstairs as well and understanding <laughs> and just being obedient, mm. you know. I love people. I love people. I love I love our Pacifica people. Um, you know, it's the same um, at our gym that we run now. You know, we have families come and say, hey, we can only afford um, one membership. And I say, yeah, use that one membership for the whole family. Mm. It's, not, it's not my business. It's not me. It's, it's God's. You know, so God brought these people. So, you know, I don't want to stand before the man upstairs and he say, what did you do with this family that I sent to you? Oh, I turned them away because they didn't have enough money. Hmm. Man, I have to mention, because around about that time too, I just walked into the doctors and that's why I believe in the timing like thing. And the doctor said to me, you need to lose weight, man. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he goes, because I went in for the flu, he goes, you need to lose weight. And he goes, do you want to die? I had a, one of my best friends went to the doctor. doctor said the same thing, do you want to die? So we just started training. And we just, you know, at the time, we're just meeting up once once every fortnight to once a week. It's almost every day. And it wasn't until Ave said, let's, because we were training, the FT was training. We had about 20 guys in here. One of um, Makalika's mates at school, her dad runs a, a boxer and they train in the car park in Westfield. Apparently the, the the manager of the building said if they can get more than seventy plus people there, mm. they'll chuck some funding at them. So we just put our SOS out like, let's go join the party, man. Because I thought at the time, what a brilliant concept. Mm. What's the cost? It was nothing. It was just your own time. And so here that you were just doing it on the back of like love and just and being moved out from Blinky. I mean, uh, moved moved out from the gym. I thought to myself, how heartless. <laughs> You know, how heartless. But for the thing to be unfolded like that mm. and to see where it grew, because I remember having that, um, just that one word with you after a training. I showed up after maybe a couple of months and he said, you know, it was, it'll be our first year, but, you know, I'm, I don't know where it's going to take us, but I have faith. Mm. Eight years eight years later, eight, years eight later. man, and yeah. it was like, bro, that's massive. Like, to me, that's a, that's a, a someone said that it couldn't happen. Oh man, it's then it stood the test of time because I'm gonna be at the class tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that much. 
But I just, man, it's like, to me, it resonates because it's like, man, you were just having mm. fun. Eh? It was just having fun yeah. and maybe we can touch base. Yeah. Because, yeah, I know how those box fits can t- turn afterwards. Eh? The coffee club, Galang Wars. Oh, we- are you going to work today, mate? <laughs> yeah. What a brilliant, brilliant um, yeah. execution. And just the way it's unfolded too, man. Yeah. Like I'm still following hard out every Thank time you, you guys post. Mm-hmm. And it's good. I mean, you know, we do a lot of um, initiatives with the kids. So we, we, we focus on their fitness aspect of it. But we also look at the uh, mentoring side as well. So we do a lot of stuff around that as well. It comes hand in hand, you know. A lot of our kids don't even know how to get a bank card. How to get a license? Mm. You know what I mean. They're mad to try and find out that, and 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 some of them are almost lazy as well. You know, um, because they've they've been brought up in a way too that everything is handed to them. Yep. You know what I mean? I say, man, I ain't sitting the license for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can lead that to the water. Eh? It's either gonna drink or drown, one of the two. Mm. But you know, I I I love people. I um I love youth, you know what I mean. Um, that's that's where it is for me, you know. Um, yeah, I do do tons of work with that, and um, to me, the most special thing that that I love doing is working with elderly folks. Um, and this is my opinion, <laughs> <laughs> is that I think we've brushed our our old people aside. I really, that's my opinion. I really do. We are far too focused on these young fellas, mm. these young kids. What is wrong? You know, studies show that they're not fully developed until 23, 24. What about our old people that brought us up who sit idle in the corner? Mm. When was the last time we ever heard of them putting some sort of initiative together for our old people? Mm. We're always, everything is about youth, ram raids. Uh, everything's about this, youth. Oh, youth. When was it that you ever heard something about to do with our elderly folks who sit idle, who who go into the mall and just sit there by themselves? You know, I challenge anyone out there, you know, let's get together, let's let's do something, you know. Um you know, we're we're just in the interim as well of just doing some stuff, you know, just down at the mall. You know, about providing a space for our old people to come in and, and even if it's just to play cards or something like that for an mm. hour or just to go along all the way we are. Mm. Provide a space for them. They don't ask for much. They're not asking for the three-course meal, you know, but I think we're clever fellas that can figure it out how we can provide for our, our old people. Mm. You know, these are the people that brought us up. So why is it that we have brushed them aside all of a sudden and focusing on, you know, hey, it's good to focus on youth, don't get me wrong, but when it's overdone and overanalyzed and yet they sit idle in the corner. Who has checked up on them? Yeah. Who has rung them up? Yeah, You know, when was the last time? Don't. Come and cry at the funeral, my dad told me. You know, you know, yeah. I'm alive now, go and see them. Zip, bro. I agree with you tenfold on that. I'm alive, come and see me now. You say all this technology and you can't use that. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
you know, I'm 52 years old now, you know, but my mum still makes a ipo for me. Yeah, Charles, well, manga fellow supper sui, a mulo loco saw of a cloth, you know, it's so disgusting laughing, you know. How can I fault my mum at 85 still mm. doing a, yeah. a pot of chop suey for her 52-year-old son? Mm, yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and you, you're absolutely right, man. Our, um, our parents are always our parents, say, like, you know, as much as I've fallen outside of my older brothers ever stuff, yeah, my mum still pui her baby because mm. that's her son, you know. And, man, I believe, like, like I fell into barbering knowing the blessings that came out of sharing and talking and having that space because I always thought... Man, when I'm old enough, man, my old man can come pull the dominoes out and, you know, smash someone at dominoes or, you know, <laughs> sweep or something like that, you know? Mm. And I always love the fact that if I, my dad did show up, you know, I'd have $50 for him and he might just sweep the floor once, but he'll be content with his TAB money, you know? But like, yeah, you're right, man. Like, I, mm. feel, I feel like the youth today need to see what we have been taught from our elders. Oh. And until they can respect mm. that, that's the cycle that can never be duplicated because, you know, we had that opportunity to do it. But it's whether us as as, as parents in the current days now mm. can teach our kids that. Mm. But I feel, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Mm. It's sad as like our elders only get up to go local and that's the one thing that they look forward to. Yeah. When when my both like both my parents are everything now, but my daughter she had that window where she felt like she doesn't have anyone to go and complain mm. to about like her injuries or the fire or you know because because once they're gone they're gone you know and we we can't have that mm. but i would love to, to talk in any any initiative like that you yeah. know i hear one of the also is going through dementia with his mum, and and Very i tough. was so drawn to it i was like Oos, if you need to don't be too proud if mm. i can help man i would love to mind mm. your old lady man mm. but i've got four other miners that we willing to jump, you know, you know. Mm. I come up from Teratu to see the um the Lumako at the takeaways. Man, I go to see her for the Mamoy. Because there's no one out west that does Mamoy like <laughs> I'm always asking the dad, how's mum? Mm. Always Nana, she in the back, she's knitting. <laughs> and before, you know, before I leave and I leave with my Mamoy and my potatoes, I always say, bye Nana. Because she's been feeding me Mamoy for the last 30 years, you know, and they've been out here 30 years. But you're right, man, it's like, People need to value our elders, though. Yeah, mm. yeah. And those are stories that you will never, ever get unless you sit with them. Mm. Those are stories that we have the opportunity now. You know, even, man, I tell you, <laughs> this is what's quite funny. And, you know, me as a, as a, as a Samoan uh, male as well, you know, my, my dad never used to say, I love you. Mm. If you know what I mean, you know, I would never ever hear that out of his mouth, you know. And I always used to look at the Palangi kids, you know, and you know, they kiss their dad and their mom, you know what I mean, you know, I love you, I love you, you know, that sort of carry on. And I mean, <laughs> then I look at my koinga, but you know in your heart that they love you for their might, mm. but they're too. It's just not a thing that, that mm. comes out naturally. And it's ironic, now that I'm at this age, I never used to kiss my dad. You know, so I remember as a young fella doing it, you know, but when I got to, yeah. I don't know, whenever you stop that, yeah. whoa, 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 hey, <laughs> hey, hey it's buddy. High school age, just hey, stop that. That's it. <laughs> yeah. But even now, you know, when I can see my dad, you know, 
my dad gives me a kiss. 81-year-old man gives me a kiss on the cheek, you know, when I go. And I say, hey, you know, I never used to say no. When I go, yeah, love you, Dad. Yeah, love you too, son. You know? And it's breaking down those walls as well. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's taken however many years. But that stuff does devalue the stories that my dad and my mum share. My mum shares amazing stories of a young girl growing up in Samoa, you know, in Vaisingango and that, you know, uh, right next to Eggies there. Mm. You know, man, my mum just shares some amazing stories. Once they're gone, you know, once they go home, the stories stop. The secret stops, eh? Yeah. So that's why, you know, it's like anything, eh, lads, you know, um, these kids need to know where they came from in order to know where they're going. Yeah, absolutely. It's as simple as that. doesn't matter, Samoa, Tonga, whatever, Balangi, it, it doesn't matter to you. But understand first where I've come from, mm. you know, before you will ever know where you're going. Absolutely. And that's, that's I think that is the issue today. Fasing or mai. I think talking to the, the elderly is important because... Things change, times change, environment changes, technology is changing the world. But the fundamental things still there all forever. And these fundamental things are in the Bible. And these fundamental things of, of life, the stories of life, like everyone says, you know, you need life skills. What you know, all these got the life skills. They don't need the devices, they don't need the internet, <laughs> you know, how to live life, to show people how to live life. Yeah. You know, they do it through living life. Yeah. And they've done it. They've got the experience, you know. I love that, bro. You know, when, when you start a new job, you're just new, you're fresh, you've got mm. no experience. Mm. But people, when you start your job, people got experience, then you learn from them. Mm. The, our elderly, they've got the experience of life, mm. you know. And and when we talk to them, when they tell us the stories of their lives, like they're surviving mm. those times, you know. But those are the same survival things are still relevant now if you look deep. Mm. No, it's still the same. It's still the same things. You take away, it's like an onion, no? you take away all the layers <laughs> of what's changed in the world and social mm. media and all that kind of stuff. Mm. No, no, no. It's right in the middle there. That's yeah. the fundamental things of how to live life. Yeah. You know? Nice, nice. Yeah. And they're taking their, taking their time out eh, to listen. Yeah. So important, you know, I think today this thing goes quicker than this thing. Mm. Uh, you know, it's about... You know, it's like anything. Just be still. Mm. You know, these are the people who have already survived the journey before us. Mm. You know, stop and listen. Stop and listen. You know, to the young kids, I encourage you, stop and listen. Take that time out. Put that device down. You know, you know yourself, hey guys, you know, you go anywhere in Auckland and you see everyone, they're like this. Yeah, on, on the, the phone, phone parties. Hey, was it swipe left, swipe yeah. left? <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's powerful, man. That that young shadows. because uh, um, when my old man passed, the hour after that was the going next door, and he passed away last year. But man, it's just you know, because if I'm not following people and what they're up to, like, because, you know, I only follow certain people, like, to me, the people that do things with their families, like, I love seeing posts about people and families, you know, and it's none of that for the, for the likes stuff, that's just, you know, for the memories, because they use social media to store memories, 
But since he, since um the neighbor Rob passed away, you know, no one comes into the shop now and just tells me like you know how life is and what it's like or you know because it's like everything eh? like the stories are always about people way eh? and their experiences. And that's what's missing, eh? That's what's missing with the youth today. The influencers are just, just what, you know, they're just trending because it's, it's trending. They're watching something, a trend. Mm. But something that's more valuable in life is the life story that someone can resonate with and mm. feel like, man, the more of those that get out there and go and see, like, you know, our elders, man, shucks. It can be life-changing, man, because I've had a dollar for every time my daughter told me a story that, I don't know how many stories my old man's told her, but man, the ones that she can remember, yeah. was like, man, I would have had a brand new car by now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, I know I find myself blessed and fortunate that you know dad could tell her those stories. And those are memories that will sit in their heart forever. Yeah, yeah. Those are memories. So the fondest memory that I have uh, of my mum's uh, dad um, coming to New Zealand every year. So um, grandpa would come to New Zealand every year. And then, um, what is it, because I, I grew up, I had three sisters, I was the only kama. So my going would, um, my grandpa would come over. And then um, every morning, my mum would fade ipuki, goinga. And then I would go and take it to the room, to grandpa. And then my grandpa said, yeah, so lay young for you know. Then, then I didn't know how to speak Samoan. <laughs> So I won't follow, and then um, we would play this game. So the um, grandpa would say, "Okay, light, olomoli, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, light, yeah. table, olololol, you know." So just things like that, you know, that I would do, and they fond memories that it's almost like it was yesterday that I took the ipukoko into the going. I can see it as clear as day, bro. You know what I mean? Mm. And those are the memories that I'm blessed to have. You know? Like I says, don't come and kangi at the funeral. Yeah, come and see me while I'm still alive. Mm. <laughs> Make mm. the effort. Make mm. the effort. You know, it's, um, yeah, it's just, yeah. You know, the, the, the life is short and at the moment it's too fast. Like, exactly like you said. Mm. You know, we need to put that phone down. You and, know, and it's the interaction too. Well. That's it. That interaction you have with your your grandfather back in the days, even if man, see, I'm guilty of this. But you know, I remember when when uncles and aunties used to come over to to come visit my parents. You, know, you just stand in the background or play outside. You, you don't want to go. Yeah. You say hi and then you run away yeah. as a kid. That's you know, it. that's it. But you know, take time to you know just hang out for a little bit, S- like sit there and see what they say to you and talk or you know mm. interact. Yeah, like you don't have to. You don't have to take off because you'll 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 miss those little moments that you'll 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 probably cherish later on, eh? Because yeah, there's heaps of times when I was a kid like doing that kind of stuff, you know. And then when I go to the funerals, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. I never did anything. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. Eh? But you know, it, that's just us as young kids, huh? Mm. You know, that's just us as young kids. Mm. You know, but as you get older, yeah, you know, things start to click into place. Mm. Okay. So I had this opportunity. So I need to teach my kids the value of going sit with grandpa. You know, my kids randomly just driving down to Nan and Pops's house, you know, and saying hi and sitting with them. You know what I mean? 
those are the memories. Those are where the blessings come from too. You know, those are where the blessings come from. I, I truly believe as well, like gents. That's that life richer. That's that life rich there, those those sort of moments. Mm. You know, it's cool you brought up the, the, the elderly, but you know what you were saying, what you were concerned about. You mm. know, the like the focus and I would believe you because of your work in the community, being a police officer and you know, you know what's out there. You can see. You know, you know what the narrative is mm. in regards to mental health where where it's focused. You know, and then then you what what you're trying what you're saying is like, yeah, it's focused on young kids, but then we're sort of missing out this area of, of life, you know, the elderly, mm. like what's going on there, you know. And I, I agree with you, man, because when I think about it, yeah, there hasn't been much out there in the media or on TV or what you see on social media or what they're trying to, you know, when they push the the um the focus on mental health you mm. know, with, with the kids mm. and suicide and all that kind of stuff, but it's sort of like something that's get, getting slipped through the gaps. Yeah, 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 and 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 you know, um, it's it's up to us to take the onus. It's up to us to do what we know is right to do something that we know we can do. You know, don't sit back and rely on someone else to do it. It's not rocket science stuff to have a cup of tea with two or three old people, you know what I mean? And, and you know, it, it's not rocket science when you're walking in the mall to see a goinga or ulumako just sitting on those couches up there to just stop mm-hmm. and say, to say, oi, you know, hello, how are you? You know what I mean? What's what's stopping you from doing that? I, it's, it's bizarre behaviour to me. Yeah, yeah you, you wouldn't want to, to happen to you, <laughs> heaven forbid. <laughs> you know, as we get older, you know, we want to know, you know, that someone will stop and ask, are you okay, sir? Are you okay, madam? Mm. What's wrong for a smile, eh? Where's that all gone? Do we all have to be hard nuts fellas and <laughs> put yeah. that tough mentality on, you know, when we're out and about, you know, when we're surveilling on the road? You know, it's funny when I go to the gym, you know, I see it at the gym too. You know, I see a lot of the, the young fellas in there, you know, when they're going from machine to machine, they will walk past you, you know. <laughs> but I'm funny because I'm the only guy that will stop in front of them and smile and say, hey, how are you? Yeah. And then, yeah, good, 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 thanks. <laughs> Have a good day, mate. Yeah. You know, where's, it, where's that come from? Mm. Where's that come from? What does it achieve? Nothing. What's wrong with me saying, Zilli, well, how are you? Yeah. Who said it was weird to be approached like that, eh? Yeah. Maybe it's I don't know, uncomfortability or I don't know. Yeah. But uh, it's, a, it's a strange thing if someone randomly comes up to you. Hi, well, how are you? Just if you check. don't stop them in their yeah, tracks, yeah. if you don't stop them in the tracks, yeah. the, ha- the behavior continues. Yeah. What's wrong with, you know, Zilli? Oh man. You know what I mean? The memes videos that I see of that happening. Eh? You know, let's it's like, uh. Well, that's our people there. Eh? <laughs> they ask you what village, where you're from, and do you know so and so? That's the follow up questions they come with. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But it, you know, hey, it's a sign of the times as well. You know that, amen. Mm. Um, but hey, at the end of the day, you know, uh, uh, we just got to be strong as mm. fathers, strong as male uh, pacificers, you know what I mean, mm. men, and uh, stand for what we believe in. You know, I truly believe, play your part within your family, 
you know uh, I, I i think a lot of a lot of folks try to clean up other people's backyard mm. but <laughs> their backyard is surely yeah. is worse than theirs so surely how can you <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean yeah we, we always talk about that on the podcast yeah. we always talk about how you know it starts with yourself first yeah. you know look after yourself because if you're sick you can't even look after your own family you know and then look after your family and right. then you can start looking after after that people outside yeah. the family after that right? yeah yeah like prioritize you know, where your heart goes mm. Mm. god yourself family yeah. family always are, are truly believe. community last yeah if you got if you, if you got enough left yeah yeah that's it you know hey <laughs> like it says you have no use if your cup is empty yeah ah mm. mm. uh, what use are you if your cup is empty who's filling up your cup mm. you know what i mean Get your way if you're bots in. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's good. That people always when it's half full, when it's empty. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and you, you did right, you know, be be careful of the wolf and sheep's clothing too. Mm. <laughs> be careful of the fellas that come. What is their intent mm. as well, eh? Which is sad. Which saddens me, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. But hey, nature. You know, Charles, when you're talking about your memory of your your dad um, going to next neighbors with the food, mm. like, then they always, I'm just wondering how did you, because obviously you remember it today because you told the story, mm. but what made you remember that? Like, what, what what is it? Because I have those moments too. Like back in the day, there's there's certain memories burned to my uh, burned to my brain uh, that I can never forget. Uh, uh, you know? and um, I don't know why. Sure. And when you ask someone in your family remember that time and no one remembers yeah but, yeah. For, but for some reason you remember yeah it, it's funny you say that because I truly b- believe it's probably applicable to what we're talking about now the reason why I see it because I understand now why my dad done it so I understand the full story now if I could only remember this but I, I didn't understand is he feeding the dog or whatever it is it's not but I know he was giving it to family. Um, I knew that my, my dad had a heart for people. It was, that's what I mean. My dad's a very staunch individual, doesn't say much. But those kind things, those kind actions, you know, softens him. Because I knew him as the, you know, the, 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 the Malusi <laughs> guy growing up. So that's why I share those sort of stories. He's also a hard case individual. Um, Permission to share this one story. I think you fellas will crack up for you. <laughs> so one day, my <coughs> mum prepared the meat because you know how dad works sifi So my mum prepared the meatballs, and then my mum said to my sisters and that, "Yeah, well, mum, if I call me a, this is yours. This is yours. This is yours. The ones in the pot are for dad." And they say, "Oh yeah, sweet, sweet." So so Lolo going. Uh, he came home from work. And my going, I went to um, into the pot, <laughs> and there was there was nothing left. Right, <laughs> you know you're gonna get the rumble in the jungle, like. <laughs> then um, my dad said to um, to me, Tilly, I said, Then he turned to my three sisters, and then he goes, Hey, I said, me mum, and then they go. I don't know. And then, so this is, I don't know where this came from, how this works out. Eh? There's no meaning to it. But anyway, so my dad lined us up. 
Ma oude sista, <laughs> my older sister, my second older sister, uh, me and my younger one. Um, then he lined us up. And we still said, oh, no, I don't know. My dad grabbed the cue, um, but back in there we had a um, pool table. So my goinga grabbed the cue like this and we all called there. And then uh, we still said, no. Then my dad went like this. And I was the only one to move. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> so my goinga pingied me. <laughs> yeah, it just seemed to go like that. With that. <laughs> and I was, I was the only one that got you. <laughs> so he pinged me a few years later. Uh, me, my younger sister, and then my younger sister makes me said, Hey, you remember that time when dad gave you a hiding for eating the me? I said, Yeah. And she goes, It was me. <laughs> So those are the funny stories and memories that I have in my heart mm. of my dad, you know, my mum and that. And you guys, I'm sure you guys have got thousands that, you know, <laughs> that you share. And it's funny because I shared that at his 80th uh, birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 And my going was sitting there and he was horrified when I told <laughs> him it was Mexican. <laughs> and then I remember the scars. <laughs> yeah. But because, you know, that makes so much sense. Because we were too young to understand now. <laughs> That's like, dad had just finished work. You know, the horror. Like, to <laughs> yeah. me, that's a horror story at the house. If I get home, I was like, what's to eat? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> what? Someone's going to pay. Someone's gonna Someone pay. has to pay. Why there's nothing for me to eat? But I don't know where his investigation came from. <laughs> I don't know what sort of, you know. We, we I don't think X-Files was out at that time. Maybe it was... <laughs> How you could yeah. swing the cues and this individual move. So, listen, it's buddy. Guilty. You're guilty. All right. All right. I'm going to sentence you right now to an uppercut and no teeth. Who does that? Oh. We love our parents, eh, fellas? Come no, on. We love our parents of all our heart, eh? But that's the thing, yeah. When I was thinking about what you were talking about, like, about your dad, and I was thinking, man, you're right, because... It's more action than what mm. they say. Oh, yeah. It's it's all about action rather 100%. than saying I love you. Like, mm. You know, yeah. You, it's, it's almost like they don't need to. I don't need to tell you I love you. You already know mm. from my actions. Mm. You know, but mm. but we already know. Yeah, yeah. And I think because we we were in a culture when we were growing up, where it was a mixture with balangi and that. Mm. And you've seen the actions of the the palangi, you know, I love you, Dad, you know, and watching the commercials, <laughs> and, and kiss, and then they put you, tuck you into bed. <laughs> read the book. Yeah, read the, the lamp, book. The lamp. Yeah, yeah. And then, Johnny, this is this is beautiful, man. You know, this is, and then you think to yourself, how come they just send me to bed and no one tucks me in? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I in bed and the neighbours are still playing outside at 76 o'clock? <laughs> the news is just on. What? Is that Coronation Street just playing? <laughs> so when we yeah. compare the, um, the, the Balangis, eh? you know, I had some... <laughs> some oh, when I was a kid, when I was in private school, I remember having some mates, some white mates, and like just knowing what their culture was that, that I didn't understand. Mm. Like they get an allowance. What do you get? Yeah. One dollar for exactly. washing the dishes, you know? Mm. What kind of mom do we get allowance for? <laughs> get a slap. <laughs> Your family enjoy a pig's head. 
that's nasty. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I remember those days. Yeah, and I, I it's funny because I asked my mum one day, mm. and she said, "Hey, yeah, I'm alone. I come here. I'll just go away. I go away. Yeah, far from me. Sasaka go vow me me for being away. So I said, "Oh yeah, hey, are we going to get paid for this?" <laughs> Wrong move, buddy. <laughs> Don't Come again. ever. <laughs> oh, All I heard was the sepelu drop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and mum taking off the colours. How colour? Yeah. Oh, my parents. <laughs> oh, our parents are amazing, eh, fellas? <laughs> so, you guys were training at the car park. Like you, now you guys got your own job now inside, though. No? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So this is the second fit out, though, eh? Second fit out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we had a gym sort of upstairs, but we sort mm. of outgrew that. And now we've moved downstairs in the mm. West City Mall to uh, a bigger bigger premises down there. So talk about how that happened, because you guys were got to the point where it had so many people just coming to the car park. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 strange how God works, man. Mm. <laughs> you know? So what had happened is... Um, the the um, obviously the Westfield management there uh, knew that we were looking for a space for ourselves. You know, obviously we didn't have a, a dime in our pocket or anything like that. So funny enough, when I asked Darren, um, Darren said, "Yeah, okay, then." He wanted to provide because there were some shops that were vacant, but they were far too small. They were the you know like those little dairy ones, and the mall was just mm. far too small lane. Funny how God works, man. Anyway, there was a gym upstairs. It used to be the Contours gym, yeah, yeah, just for the, the corner, the for fingers. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So what had happened is they went down there one day because the place had an open for a week, and when they went inside, they had taken off. Oh wow! Huh? They just oh. left without signing the. Yeah, well, I think they had. Um, I, I think the the lease. I don't know the the full terminology behind there, but I think they had paid up to a certain amount. And then, yeah, they went down oh. there and it was cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> Could hear the crickets inside yeah. the gym. It was empty. They had oh. taken off. Yeah. So um, he came up to us and said, hey, I've got a space upstairs. Um, you know, you can pay this much. He's able to do that. And, you know, so we set it up as a non-charitable organization. And he said, yeah, we just prayed. And then one day, yeah, some funding came through and then, yeah, Rampage is where we, yeah, oh. <laughs> this is where we are now. Funny how God works, eh? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, yeah, making the impossible possible. Well, I remember the, the grand opening, man, because I was blown away. I was blown away oh, myself. Oh, thank you, Because I felt, man, at the time, because I remember, um, I remember training, because, like, we tried, uh, um, as FT, because FT was, like, free training, family time, um, fun together. And it was, the purpose was, Make the time, eh? Make the time to get calling and um, help, like, show up for, like, because Nonny was doing tour foot. Mm. He saw how FT rolled. He wanted that party. And then mm. we said, nah, let's go. Charles and I got rampage. Let's go mm. and let's go help. Let's go show face. Oh, thank you. So brother. it was the right thing to do, eh? So when Butterbean was starting up, yeah. BBM was starting, yeah. we were going to show up for him, you know, support and help where he could, Good you, you know? And so... Man, when I heard, obviously, they got a spot. Mm. 
And I was like, we're in the mall. Yeah. And then I saw the knee. It must be the consoles then. Because that's the only vacant yeah, building exactly, at the time. Exactly, exactly. So right. to pull up and then to see the Rampage desk. And yeah. I was like, bro, that's a be- What a story, man. Like from the car park, literally yeah. in the cold mornings. And then to see how he's already just set up. Like, man, what I loved about training in the car park was like all walks of life. Huh? Yeah. Man, it was amazing to see like, bro, this is... This is what FT should mm. feel like, you know. This mm. is what it's about. All ages, all shapes, nice. no judgment. Yeah. Just there to live, huh? There to have the dinner to. I'm gonna get a good fire yeah. before I go to work. Yeah. Mm. And then I'll laugh about it, and I'll laugh about how I suffered, and then I can build on it, because that's what me and all my mates sort of felt at that time too, you know. Because nice. once the videos and the the, the post started dropping, mm. everyone was like, "Where is this place?" Mm. Like mm. They're literally training in the car park. Yeah. So to go from the car park inside the mall, own yeah. space, literally a gym. That's a story, man. Like I yeah. thought, it's God's testimony. You know that that really is. A, it's it. Not, honestly, it, I, yeah, I can't emphasize how much um, God's been just a major influence on all of us. And it's funny because it is all walks of life. You know what I mean? I don't discourage anyone. I don't claim to be some amazing coach or anything like that. Um, I think people know my style. I don't coach like normal people, unfortunately. What's the... My style is just making people welcome. Mm. Just, you know, I always emphasize it before we start a session, you know, just do what you can do. You know what I mean? So And, and nothing's changed. Mm. nothing's changed we've, we've continued that you know we've continued people come and go and that's the nature of it yeah people come and go you know these are the folks that god have put before us to work with now mm. you know but yeah you're right i i love i mean yeah i've met some you know amazing people you know in my time down there and, and god will continue to bring different people towards me you know hey it's not by accident that we're here today. God has ordained this time for us three to be together. It's not by accident also <laughs> that I've shown up at your front door. God ordains the time. You know, this is his time. And it's funny because I'm trying to move house at the moment. So I've been busy, yes, busy, yes. And it's been my heart, you know, oh, should I just ring Letty and just balafu and tell him that I'm sick or something <laughs> like that? No, because he has given his time. For me. So it's about that respect. You know, if someone has given their time, the both of you, to do this, to put their own family on hold, show that respecting, show that respect, people. You know, that's all it takes. You know, you've put your time aside, the both of you, and I truly thank you. You know what I mean? So me, come here. Show that respect. You know, don't, don't, you know... Talk big games and then we can't. You know, you know what I mean? You know, without saying it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let your yes be a yes and your no be a no. Yeah. You know? Don't, oh, you know, so I, was, I was rushing around, you know, getting gear. My wife was getting, he got me. Are we taking this to the storage? And then she goes, what time is your thing? <laughs> you know, but then all of a sudden, we got it all done. God said, yeah. So, yeah. So, honestly, thank you guys. I'm truly blessed to be in your house, my bro. You know what I mean? The both of you. And I know you guys are amazing men. You know, I I just feel that my heart, especially for you, bro. You know, 
um, I know you love people, brother. You know, it's not by accident that you're Baba. It's an opportunity to speak with people. It's not by accident that you have set this up to. You know in your heart the value of this. Having people come and be real. Uh, mm. Don't come and bluff with me. Don't try and, <laughs> you know, I hate people that, 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 I oh, don't hate is quite a strong word, but I, I hate folks that come up and try and give you their CV straight away. Yeah, hey, mate, yeah, listen, I'm an accountant, I've uh, done this. <laughs> I'm also an engineer. Uh, I'm a draftsman with one of the top firms. And Don't deliver your CV, my friend. People ask me, you know, what do you do for a job? Man, I tell them I'm a drug dealer or I'm a, you know, I'm a, I, I, I work as a storeman in Avondale. Because if I tell them that, hey, listen, I'm a blah, 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 sergeant um, in the police, they change all of a sudden, eh? Mm-hmm. Don't tell them that. Yeah. Hey, man, yeah, I just work in Avondale, so then let that bond build. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's funny how people are. They prejudge us, eh? Mm-hmm. You know? When I heard the word, trust me, sorry. It's a top end, tamale. That's the truth. Yeah. But you know what I mean, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny human nature. That's funny human nature, eh? You know? Tell folks, yeah, hey, listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a policeman, I'm you know, detective sergeant. Mm. Everyone wants to be your friend. But as soon as I say, Sully, you're a storeman. <laughs> I'll catch the, you later. Eh? It's like when you start, when they ask you and you say, Oh, have you seen that TV program? Um, have you seen that movie? <laughs> yeah, I'm the. <laughs> then they change it. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> they change eh? Yeah. But, but just all, all I'm saying, guys, is just be real. Don't try and. BS your way through it. Mm. It ain't going to happen. The three of us got gold medal in BSA, so we can pick it up straight away. <laughs> yeah. It's the same in the police, you know. You know, like I said, I've done many roles in the police, you know, intel, whatever it is. Man, I got the gold medal for BS. So if you try it on me, man, trust me, I'm going to take you away, take you apart. So, mm. yeah, gift of the gear, eh? More than 20 years, also. That's a long time. Yeah, okay. yeah, God's mm. been good. There's been some. It's a very trying job. Um, yeah, very trying job, um, also. But, um, you know, um, God's been good. And I always bring it back to the man upstairs, you know. Mm. Uh, one of the worst jobs that you can go to, and I think any cops who are listening, you know, will know as well, one of the worst jobs that you can go to is a um, sudden death. Um, you know, be it a hanging, suicide or whatever it is. Um, yeah, it's a very scary experience. Um, you know, a lot of folks think that, you know, we call up, we call up the old undertaker and he comes and does all this. Yeah, the unfortunate thing about it is, um, uh, you will cut their body down. Uh, you will strip their body. You will cut the noose as well. So yeah, you, you know, I've been to some pretty horrendous, um, scenes in my time in the, in, in the job, you know, mm. um, you know, it's, it is an awful, it is an awful thing. But I've, I've always prayed for covering. Um, when I go to jobs, you know, Lord, I'm going to the sudden death now. It's a salmon family. You know, it's hard for us. You know, if 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 um, to search a body that's deceased. You know, how very precious our people are. You know, and that's something that we have to do. Be mindful of you know, as well, when we do things like that. So I always ask for covering from God, God, when I go there, Lord, 
I allow you to speak for me, Father, so I can speak to the family and explain what's happened here. Because, man, it's just up in the air, you know, trying to take a body away from a Pacific family or Māori family or that uh, for a post-mortem can be a very trying task. Mm. So, you know, it's about being respectful as well. Um, you know, I've been to some 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 pretty gruesome scenes as well, uh, car crashes and that. You know, so yeah, yeah, the job is trying and the job is changing at the moment. Um, you probably guys probably heard them. You know, hear it every night on TV. You know, a lot of our folks are caring now. So firearms. So yeah, it is a scary time, eh? But um, just to continue to love our families, keep our families safe. The yeah. best we can, mm. you know, that they will make good decisions. Mm. Uh, mm. You know, so, you know, I, I pray for our kids. I really do, you know, they're, they're, it is hard for them, very hard for them. Like I said, so much temptation out there, eh, fellas? Mm. Social media, <clears throat> you know, they want everything now. Uh, yeah. Everything they want now, straight away, uh, you know what I mean? They're not willing to work for it. Mm. Yeah, you know, they want this instantaneous body, you just add water and then... I <laughs> <laughs> See, that brings us back to talking to our elderly. Because mm. these are the kind of stories that, you know, need to be told, like how you have to work for. Mm. It takes it takes a while to get good at something. Mm. You know, without, you know, it's yeah. Like you said, it's not like putting water on it and automatically you, you can do it, you know. It's all the work that's done behind the scenes that no one sees, mm. you know. And mm. and think about social media. You only seen the in in result. You're not seen. Yeah. Probably do, but mm. you know it's just the in result kind of thing. But it's interesting. You talk about the change in what you see at work because when I think about what we learned from the media over the years, mm. it's like I always think what they show on TV and what everyone's talking about. Mm. What's trending in the community when it comes to crime and that. I think oh, I think it's always there, but they just choose to put it on yeah. on blast for everyone. Mm. Yeah. But you yeah. know, how you say it's changing now. Yeah. It's like maybe it's not. Maybe it is changing. You know, it wasn't like that before in the community now. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the media, yeah, you're absolutely right when you yeah. say that. You know, it is a bit of a shame, eh? You know, um, yeah, the, the the media interpretate that. Um, you know, they don't want to hear about good things anymore. You know, mm. they much rather hear about. The little girls, oh, yeah, this one's in trouble and this and that. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't sound right. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly that, eh? You know? Yeah, a lot of it is clickbaity. Like, the the saddest thing that we've inherited and by, you know, by default and the name is being the murder capital of the country. Mm. Anything you refer, we're talking about, oh, I bet you was a killing. Yeah. South Auckland. So just like the South Auckland yeah. card, innit? Anything that's got to do with something or Pacifica, you get South Auckland. Yeah. People are gonna want to read it, and you know, and it's yeah, this is the sad part about hearing that you know on everyday television and news or less, you know. Yeah, and they say that too. They actually put South Auckland yeah. when it comes. I to mean, they things yeah. happening out there. Eh? You couldn't put like North Shore or Beach Haven. <laughs> <laughs> where's that? Where's that? Exactly. Yeah. Or, the or Bahamas. Or what? Last week, Albany. Albany. <laughs> Albany where's that? Albany. <laughs> it's like saying Titahi Bay and Newtown, Puro. Like Bubblegum was stolen from Albany. <laughs> <laughs> a large truck of bubblegum. <laughs> was located. Yeah, it is sad, eh? But uh, hey, that's the nature of it, guys, you know, eh? That's the nature of it, eh? You know? Stay strong. 
stay strong, you know. I encourage you guys, hey, stay strong. You know, be true. You know, bring our kids up best way we can. That's all you ask, man. Exactly. Mm. My mum always there. Like I love, I love that you've come down us because man, I I hold you on. I put you up there with one other. Like because these guys are like ten years or maybe or a decade away from where you are in your age, mm. and I feel like man, if I could bring you on, and I feel like man, because you got a story to tell, but because I follow you on your socials and. I see how you distribute your time, and I see how you and your wife do stuff for Thank like the kids, so. man. Mm. To me, that's like the the way a couple should be. Mm. You know? Invest in your kids. Mm. Go to these things because mm. when we're gone, God forbid, we we disappear next week. Mm. What have we installed in them? Eh? Yeah. It's that time, and it's the mm. time that you give. And they, yeah. They've seen your to talk to the community mm. because. You saw your old man to share it, you know. Mm. That's the cycle that we continue. Yeah. But you wanted to rub off on your kids. Yeah. Uh, not to just accept stuff for the sake of work hard for it. Work hard for it because, you know, all that sweat. The the day you have afterwards is a lot sweeter, huh? Because you've put in the work for it. But yeah, man, I put you up there on the list of like, man, I got so much love and respect for you. Thank yours. you, my Because man, to I be see. in a job and being especially the the, the the, the job you hold, you know, it's mm. like because I see you as bread. You're like I know other cops, but then I, I hold you up there. Thank you because like as a respect and love for you, like anything I know, you're hands in mm. part of it's with good heart and a clean heart. Thank you, good bro. intent. And my mother's a council. It's very so kind. I praise you like that, man. Mm. But just yeah, like like I almost cried. The first thing you said off the bat was time. Mm. You know. And that's one thing, like, yeah, you're absolutely right. I preach that all the time, man. You can't buy it, eh? Yeah. We cannot buy it back. Well said, Lindsay. You, you just, man, honestly, I preach it all the time. Um, seminars and that too, bro. You know, they we run with the kids and that. I make them aware, eh? It's about time. You know, that's something you can never get back. You know, so that's why, you know, um, like I said, yeah, I just can't praise the both of you, you know, and, and thank you enough for having me and allowing me to share my story. You know, I think it's more sharing my testimony of um, what God has done in life. You know, I love West Auckland, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I never leave this place. They are. <laughs> no, I never leave this even place. The, even <laughs> the things that we always say about people, it's like, whatever yeah. you do, don't ever change our. Yeah. You can't Hard change yeah. the colour of your skin. Yeah. You, can't, you shouldn't change your meals, but it's yeah. when, you, when you go, oh, where's he? In North Shore? <laughs> <laughs> because the old wire still tastes the same. Amen, brother. Hey. Amen, mate. But you know, you're exactly right, man. I, I love West Auckland too. You yeah. know, grew up, born and bred here. Nice. But and, and this is the reason for the podcast to showcase West Auckland. Awesome, guys. Because then when it comes to Pacific Islanders, everybody automatically looks to South Auckland straight yeah. away. Yeah. yeah, it's like the, the first place. Yeah. But, you know, there's there's Samoans, there's Islanders in West Auckland too. Oh, with amazing yeah. stories too, bro. You know what I mean? We, I mean, I'm sure you, you bros here have had a few, uh, a few folks come through the thing, but I guarantee you haven't even scratched the surface. Yeah, no, you no, know no. what I mean? There are so many amazing people that 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 have grown up uh, in West Auckland and are mm. still in West Auckland. Mm. You know, and still good do, uh, doing good mahi uh, with the community and that. You know, the unsung heroes out there. You know, man, I take my hat off to them. You know, and all I say to them is, hey, thank you. Thank you yeah. for the giving of your time. Uh, you know what I mean? And that's what it is, the giving of your time, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Man. Thank you for your time. Oh, my pleasure, guys. Hey, man, I, I, I just pray that God continue to bless you guys and your families. Mm. Um, bless your time here. Like I said, you should give an amazing time uh, to voice our people. And thank you guys for keeping it real too. I, I was I was nervous. I, I have to be honest, <laughs> nervous coming here, you know. But um, yeah, God don't bring us three together <laughs> for no reason, eh? And um, continue to keep doing what you're doing, eh? I love you guys. Work, eh? Yeah, man. Now, now I, I tell you, I get nervous. Still get nervous <laughs> when when I start when we start every episode. But. Uh, now, thank you, Charles, for coming and sharing your story, man. It's awesome. Pleasure. Um, how do people find our Rampage? In- uh, so we're on Facebook, Rampage Community Hub, and uh, we also got a website up there. Uh, I use Masangi to Ken Toyoti. Does that ring a bell? No. Okay, so so he's one of the usuals that, that comes down to the to the hub. So he gives of his time by setting up our website and then, oh, yeah. um, like I said, we've got Seven trainers down there, we don't pay anyone. Even myself, we don't get paid. Everything that we get, we put back into the building. We put back into our people. Mm. Yeah, so I've got eight amazing trainers down there that all give of their own time. You know what I mean? Mm. Myself and my wife, we don't get a cent out of this. <laughs> I love doing this. <clears throat> you know what I mean? If you love something, you'll do it. Mm, yeah. If you love this, you'll do it. It's not a burden. Yeah, they asked me, how, how do you find time at night? You know, you go to work, you know what I mean? Also, you, you're at work at 5.30, bro, and then you go at night and run the class. It's because I get the great opportunity to go to my classes with my wife and my kids. Mm. So we all do it together as a family. You know what I mean? I think if my kids and my wife didn't come with me, I think that might be a wee bit different. Mm. But we all go together as a family. It's amazing, eh? You know, they sometimes they're not all there, but <laughs> yeah. but yeah, we all go together as a family and do this as a family and mm. give back to our people just the way you guys are doing it, eh? So, hey, thank you, brothers, for having me, eh? No worries, also. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, after-